Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Q Kind Of. If it is your first time here, hello, hi. I'm Layla and welcome to my beauty and lifestyle podcast. So it's been approximately two weeks since I've uploaded. If you haven't already seen, I gave the podcast a huge facelift. Um, I'm going to talk more about this next week in next week's episode because I'm doing a great ready with me. Um, but I just wanted to go for a little bit more mature approach, especially since we're going into fall. I wanted to do something, I don't know, I really like the color red the very deep reds and browns and what have you. So I really wanted to incorporate that in the theme. But yeah, I hope you like everything so far. I'm still tweaking things around, but happy October, happy Halloween, <laughs> a month in advance, <laughs> pretty much. But um, today's episode is going to be a September 2022 favorites. I haven't done a favorites in a hot minute um because i just like don't know where to organize it on my calendar but i organized it for today's episode so like always i'm going to be posting my life updates at the very end so if you enjoy that please keep listening but we're just going to jump into the episode because i know you guys are pretty busy and i really want to talk about these products so starting off i have a brand new cleanser this is the exfoliating jelly cleanser from hero cosmetics it retails for about 13 dollars, and you can buy it from target it has has ingredients like glycolic acid, mandelic acid, willow bark extract. It's about 150 ml or 5.07 fluid ounces, so about 5 fluid ounces. It's really pretty. It comes in a really nice hard container. I don't know if you will be able to hear this. So it's like a, it's a nice quality container, plastic container. And then it comes with a pump, which I really, really like rather than like a twist off or a tube packaging. What it says it does is it unclogs pores, visibly brightens skin, evens out texture. This cleanser leaves skin feeling velvety soft even before moisturizer. Other key ingredients in this is like tropical superfruits. So, you know, like the AHAs, vitamin C, enzymes. And then it has a PHA called gluconolactone. Huh, I've never heard of that before, but it's a PHA. So basically, why did I buy this? So after finishing my Curology cleanser, I will do my entire Curology review very soon. Like it's coming. I've already planned it out and everything. But after finishing off that cleanser, I needed a new face cleanser. And I was really thinking about like what I wanted because I'm still using like the Curology RX cream with that already has a lot of acne fighting, exfoliating, harsher ingredients for the skin or stronger ingredients for the skin. I wanted to be very careful not to introduce a product that just makes my skin sensitive. Um, but I really wanted something that was exfoliating and helps with oily skin. So my skin is pretty oily and it's pretty acne prone. So I need to be using like some sort of acne medication every single day on my face. And I found that the best way I can keep my acne at bay, oils at bay, while like making sure that I'm not being excessive is to introduce like a face cleanser that helps with that. Mm -hmm. So traditionally I used to use like benzoyl peroxide cleansers, which I still love, but I stopped using them because obviously, like I said, I'm using the Curology acne medicine. So I wanted to try this. This is basically a daily exfoliating cleanser. It says it's for all skin types, but if you're more sensitive, you might wanna refrain from using it every single day. It says you can use it morning and night. However, I use it only in the morning and at night I'll just switch to a more like non-medicated cleanser. I have a new one on the way from YesStyle, but the package is still processing. It's taking forever. But 
Basically, I really like using this in the morning. It works really well for me in the morning. Well, specifically because I have very oily skin, I like just using this and then going straight in with a moisturizer. And that keeps my skin moisturized without producing more oils throughout the day. I really like the idea, like I said, of using an exfoliator every single day. Formula-wise, I think it's really cool. It kind of has like this legitimate jelly texture. So when you squeeze it out, it kind of looks as if like if you take jello and you mash it up a little, it kind of has that formulation. It sounds gross, but it's actually really cool. Um, they're basically konjac jelly. So if you heard about like a konjac sponge or what have you, and I really like it because it gives a really nice glow. And I know like the ingredients is helping my acne while exfoliating. So I really enjoy that. But all in all, like this is a great cleanser I've been using. I'm on the fence whether or not to repurchase this in the future, but I'm definitely leaning towards repurchasing because I just, I really enjoy using an exfoliating cleanser in the morning, honestly. Reading other product reviews about the product, a lot of people said it's not for sensitive skin, which I actually agree with. I think you need to be very careful over exfoliating if you have sensitive skin because it's going to irritate your skin beyond belief. My skin is more like normal, normal oily, acne prone, so I don't really have to worry about that. Who would I recommend this to? First of all, do I like it? Yes, I actually really, really like it. For me personally, in the morning, I just use this, go in with my moisturizer, and then put on sunscreen and that's it. And I really like that entire routine because it's simple. I find that when I put on too many products in the morning, it just creates more oil throughout the day. So I don't really like that. And then if you have dry skin, you, you can layer on the moisturizing products after using this. But in general, I really like this. This is definitely a favorite of mine for the month. I really enjoy using this in the morning. I forgot to mention, going back to the formula, like I said, it's really cool, but I also like it because it lathers really well and it's not like an overly excessive lather. So you're getting a really nice thin and medium lather. I really like that kind of formulation. I don't know about you guys. I prefer that because a, it's a lot less messy and I don't have to like put in too much work rubbing it into my face. I have a bathroom shower timer thing. So I just do it for one minute, rub this in and then wash it off. So I really like it. So next product is a Japanese beauty product. This is the NARS Up Skin Conditioner Lotion with vitamin C. You can buy from YesStyle and Amazon. On YesStyle, it's $22. On Amazon, it's $9, I know. And I first talked about this product in 2021 when I did my NYC haul in late October, early November, I believe. And I got this from the H Mart on 6th Avenue, I think. It's by NYU. They have a lot of Japanese beauty products in there. Like they had way more Japanese beauty products than they did um, Korean beauty products, which I was like, oh, I did not realize that. But basically it's 500 ml or 17 fluid ounces. It comes with a lot of product. That is a lot of product in my opinion. It's a pretty large bottle and it's not like a pump or anything. So you have to like tip it over and put it on your cotton pad or on your hand or what have you. I feel like with very large bottles, I would prefer a pump or one of those like press down pumps at the top because it's a lot less messy. But for how I use it now, it's actually pretty good. Basically what it says it does, it helps reduce the formation of pigment and freckles caused by sun exposure. The lotion can be used as a mask with cotton pads, which allow better nourishment and moisturizing effect than traditional dapping after face cleansing. It has a mild acidic formula, is free of fragrance, color, preservatives, and mineral oil, which leaves skin moistened and translucent. I don't know how I feel about watery lotion slash essences. It's not my favorite, even though I just ordered some from YesStyle, I know. But 
I stopped using this because I wasn't a really big fan of like the wa super watery formula. Um, the thing about this is on the spectrum of like serums, lotions, ampoules, or what have you, this leans way closer to a toner in the sense of it's very watery texture wise. It can like after application become slightly sticky and tacky, which sounds bad, but it's actually like a really nice feeling on the skin. But I stopped using it on my face and I actually use this on my body like right after I apply my body treatments. So I'm in the process of using products to help like um, skin darkening in some areas and like ingrown hairs. And with those products, I have to completely dry my skin before using them. So when I go in with a moisturizer after, it's a lot harder to rub into the skin because my skin's not wet anymore, obviously. But I really like using this product instead because it's already super watery, so it blends in super fast. It's really nice. It's very moisturizing. Um, I read other product reviews about this product. No, I didn't actually. It says right here, no product reviews. Like I couldn't really find any. And like I said earlier, this is $9 on Amazon, but $22 on YesStyle. Um, I don't know why, it's usually the opposite. <laughs> when it comes to pricing. Um, but I've said this multiple times before that I'm very wary about buying skincare products and just makeup products on Amazon because I don't know if they're a certified real retailer of the product or if they're making fake products. Yes, that happens, it's not a conspiracy. But just keep that in mind. In the show notes, I linked the Amazon one so you guys can like at least look at it and then you can make your decision whether or not to buy it. I went through the comment section and it seems like it's a... Um, was this this product? I don't know. It seemed like it was... Oh, wait. Okay, no, 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 no. I lied. I'm so sorry. I have said a lie. But basically, this is a vitamin C version of this skin conditioner. However, the original one with like hyaluronic acid is way more popular. And that's the one with like a lot of reviews. My bad. But basically, would I recommend this? I like it a lot as a body moisturizer. Um, I think it's really nice. But I would actually skip the vitamin C version of this and get the original one with like hyaluronic acid because I don't necessarily think the vitamin C does anything for your skin. And with that being said, I'm not a big fan of just like using just any ingredients on my skin. Like I am very careful about making sure I'm not using conflicting ingredients consistently. So that's just another thing. But yeah, I really enjoy using this as a body moisturizer. <laughs> All right, next is a product I've like literally never talked about and I don't know why, but this is the Glossier Bomb.com in the berry flavor and it's about $12 and you can buy it on Glossier. It's about 0.5 fluid ounces or 15 ml. I got this in June, no, July, no, I don't know, the summer of 2019 when I was like an intern and I've had it ever since. I don't know if that's gross, but I've just been like using it on and off for the past two years. So I don't know if that says anything to you. <laughs> but this review is basically more specifically about the Berry Balm, not all the other colors as well. And Glossier describes Berry Balm as a luscious and jammy with a sheer berry tint. Packaging wise, so aesthetically, the packaging is very pretty, but practicality wise, it's not my favorite. I don't really like the twist off cap formula. I would so rather they just have like an applicator. Um, I don't mind it that much. It's just like a very shallow criticism in the sense of like, I think it would be way better if it had the applicator on it, but it does not. And 
I think about like lip balms or lip products like this is the tip can get very messy very quickly. So just keep that in mind. What does it say it does? What is it? A hydrating lip balm packed with antioxidants and natural emollients to nourish dry, chafed skin in original and other fun flavors. Choose from original, which also doubles as a skin salve or other flavored formulas to give like a sheer tint formulated with ingredients like castor oil, beeswax, and linolin. Linolin, yeah. It's dense, waxy texture, stays in place to seal in moisture, leaves lips looking smooth and hydrated, not shiny. So for me, I love this. I love this lip balm. It's a very pretty finish with like a very subtle berry color and it's very moisturizing. I keep it on my desk. I wear it right before I work out as like my go-to workout lip balm. I'll take it on the go with me. Um, formula wise, I really like the consistency. Um, it's a very nice smooth formula, but it definitely has that density where it locks in moisture. It feels really nice on the lips and it has a more smoother finish. Reading other product reviews, obviously there was some irritation for some people, but it seems like people don't like the smell of this. I actually enjoy the smell. It's like an artificial berry scent, which I don't mind. I think it's actually really nice. And a mistake I keep seeing in the comments section. So for the bomb.coms, they're all pretty much different formulas. Like I have the Roseberry, Roseberry Bomb, sorry. I have the Rose Bomb as well. And that formulation is a lot more like, I would consider it more of a satin. So it doesn't have the like um, sheen that the Berry Bomb has. So that's just something to keep in mind. Like not all of the bombs have the same formulations finished. So have you, which makes sense in my opinion, because like it just depends on what you prefer. Would I recommend this? Do I like this? Yes. Well, obviously I like all these because they're in my favorites, but yes, I love the Berry Bomb. I would repurchase it, definitely. I really like the subtle berry color of it. I think it's really pretty on brown skin tones. I'll have like a makeup reel at some point about like my brownish, purplish, no, not brownish, my like favorite subtle berry purpley lip colors that I'll be wearing this fall. I'll be including this in there, but yeah, I just love this lip balm. All right, friends, now moving into my other favorites. I finally finished the book I started in January. <laughs> it's called Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. It was written by Lindsay C. Gibson. I started it on January 8th, 2022 and finished it on September 2nd, 2022. No one's allowed to make fun of me. Um, the only reason it took so long is because I was reading it on my Kindle app on my computer, which is not ideal, but I had access to it. So I was like, I'm just gonna bear through it. Um, I bear through it a lot. Like I, it took me a long time, but it's finished now. I gave it a five on the five in my database and it's like a self-help book. The title kind of explains it. It talks in depth about emotional immaturity, whether it be parents recognizing it, what's going on. Um, prior to this, I didn't really have a firm understanding of like what it means to be emotionally mature slash immature. But after reading this book, I actually have a much firmer and stable understanding that now it's become like one of the top things I look for when it comes to relationship. So I think that that in itself tells you that this is a really good book to read. This book has a 4.4 out of 5 on Goodreads and 4.8 out of 5 on Audible and 93% people like this book and those people are Google users. 
Um, I really want to read you the synopsis of this book. The way Lindsay wrote it is a better explainer than me trying to explain it to you. Okay, this is the product description. If you grew up with an emotionally immature, unavailable, or selfish parent, you might have lingering feelings of anger, loneliness, betrayal, or abandonment. You may recall your childhood as a time where a time when your emotional needs were not met, when your feelings were dismissed, or when you took and adult levels of responsibilities and effort to compensate your parents' behavior. These wounds can be healed, and you can move forward in your life. Um, in this breakthrough book, clinical psychologist Lindsay Gibson exposes the destructive nature of parents who are emotionally immature or unavailable. You will see how these parents create a sense of neglect and discover ways to heal from the pain and confusion caused by your childhood. By freeing yourself from your parents' emotional immaturity, you can recover your true nature, control how you react to them, and avoid disappointment. Finally, you'll learn how to create positive new relationships so you can build a better life. It talks about the four types of difficult parents, emotional parent, driven parent, passive parent, and rejecting parent. And honestly, like I said, it's around 200 pages. It's a really good book to read. I learned a lot from it. Um, like I said earlier, I'm going to include it in more like a reading what I've read type of episode later on in the year. But in general, if you grew up with like brown or just immigrant parents, I think this is a really good book to read because it can give you healing answers and it's kind of like a way to reparent yourself and just heal like emotionally which I really enjoyed. I think this is a phenomenal book to read um, even if you are a child of emotionally immature parents or have like guardians who are emotionally immature to you who are emotionally immature it's still like a really great book to read to learn about what to look for when it comes to emotionally mature people and what to look out for when you come across someone who is emotionally immature. Um, overall, great book, enjoy it, definitely recommend. Next is my TV show I finished. I finished the fourth season of What We Do in the Shadows, but I don't believe I talked about this TV show. I so well could have, and I just don't remember. I am sorry, but <laughs> I'm going to talk about this TV show. Like I said, I finished the fourth season. And it is a comedy created by Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi. Waititi, sorry, Waititi. And yeah, I don't know how to explain this show, so I'm just going to read the synopsis and then I'll go from there. But based on the feature film of the same name, What We Do in the Shadows is a documentary-style look into the daily, or rather nightly, lives of four vampires who've lived together for hundreds of years on Staten Island. <laughs> the self-appointed leader of the group, Nander the Relentless, a great warrior and conqueror of the Ottoman Empire, a British vampire named Laszlo, his wife Naja, and then Guillermo, who is Nander's familiar, and then also Colin Robinson, an energy vampire. Oh my god, what is this man's name? Hold on. Mark Prosh. Prosh? Mark Prosh. He played um, someone on Breaking Bad, but then he played the one guy on The Office, like Dwight's little like assistant towards the end of the series. And I saw a tweet the other day that was like, if this guy's in a TV show, it's going to be a banger, which is completely true because I actually really like this show. I left a lot. It's kind of like um, a train wreck you keep tuning into. Like it's not like the show is a train wreck, but rather the characters are a train wreck. And it's actually... <laughs> really funny. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I watched on Hulu, but watch at your own discretion because it is, what's the rating on this show? In the sense of like, who? it's like, I'm pretty sure it's rated mature, right? I would say so. But basically it's really good. It's really fun. I love TV shows like this. And yeah, 
I enjoyed it. Final favorite is Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation 5. This is the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, it's about $40. I gave it a five out of five. I played it from August 23rd to September 12th. And honestly, this game was so good. Like I was actually shocked how much I enjoyed it. This is a remake from like uh, the original PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2 game. I don't remember. They remade it to include like way better graphics, way better design, way better mechanics, which <laughs> was great because you can actually see like the characters and they're not like blocks. But um, I love this game. It was so well done so far. They're making a second one or like the sequel to this. The original PlayStation game, they actually ended up cutting it in half for their like remake and then the follow-up. So yeah, I'm very excited about it. It's coming out in December and I cannot wait. It's coming out in December or it's coming out. Actually, I don't know. It's in winter 2023, which can mean like this coming winter or next winter. I'm concerned now. But anyways, this was such a great game. The music was really good. The design was really good. The gameplay was really good. I really enjoyed the, I think the concept or the plotline to the game is very prevalent right now. Synopsis time, but <laughs> Final Fantasy VII follows the story of mercenary Cloud Strife, who is hired by the eco-terrorist group Avalanche to help fight mega corporation Shinra Electric Power Company, who attempts to drain the planet's lifeblood as energy source to further their profits. Apathetic to the cause, Cloud initially fights for his personal gain and for the promise he made to his childhood friend Tifa. Cloud eventually joins forces with many others to save the planet, which is threatened by Shinra and Cloud's nemesis Sephiroth and discovers reasons to fight for a cause other than his own. I think this game was really well done. I really enjoyed it and I like love the element of climate change and how like companies further their own profits at the expense of climate change and what have you. And I think it's really prevalent for like right now. I think it was well done. I'm so excited for the next game. They also have like a prequel coming out called Crisis Core. Will I play it? Who knows? I might just watch like walkthrough gameplays of it online, but I really enjoyed it. I'm in the middle of playing Final Fantasy VII Intergrade. And basically what that is, is it's like a little like, I don't know how you describe this. What is it called? But basically it's like two extra levels um, for following two different characters. At the same time, this like Cloud and Tifa's storyline was playing out. Um, at some point, I think they all come together, but it's just like a little extra so you can learn more about the characters and where they're coming from before they all, they all show up together. Um, so I'm in the middle of playing that. I'm almost done. I think I'm on the last few levels. Like I thought I beat it, but I didn't. So yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah. In general, very good game. The graphics are beautiful. The storyline is great. I cried like a few times, not gonna lie. But yeah, this game was great. So if you have the PlayStation 5, definitely buy it. I can see why this game was like literally the most hyped JRPG remake or whatever. I can see why this game is so hyped because it's actually really good. I love the storyline so far. I'm excited to see how the storyline continues. I'm very excited. And with that being said, those were all my September favorites. If you enjoyed today's episode of Cute Kind Of, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow and rate on Spotify. You can find us on platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, and pretty much any other major podcast streaming service. Come follow us on Instagram at Cute Kind Of Podcast. My TikTok is at of. My Pinterest is at of Podcast. And you can email me at hellocutekindof at gmail.com. I'm recording this episode way in advance. 
way in advance, so I don't know the situation with the landing page. But by the time you listen to this episode, just head over to show notes. I'll have a landing page where you can have access to all of the platforms and links and what have you related to the podcast. So definitely check it out. But yeah, let's wrap up the show. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, I don't necessarily have a life update, but I do have like three random mini products that I just bought. So in a perfect world, I would be cleaning my makeup brushes every single day and I would be doing it in a way that cleans my makeup brushes perfectly without damaging the glue or the hairs of the brush. That's a perfect world. However, I do not live there. Um, I've been really struggling with cleaning my brushes lately, not because um, I'm not cleaning them, well that too, but more on the lines that they're not cleaning as properly as I want them to. I'm gonna do an entire episode about how I clean my makeup brushes at some point, but I picked up some new stuff because I'm just like tired of how hard, how much water I waste when I'm like cleaning brushes, so on so on and so forth. So I bought a brand new makeup cleansing pad mat. This is from a brand called Norate and you can buy it on Amazon. So I'm just gonna measure the diameter of this so I can explain it to you better. But basically it's just a small makeup cleansing pad. It's about four inches in diameter, but it's just a makeup cleansing pad. You can hold it in your hand in between your fingers or you can like suction cup it to the sink. I really wanted a handheld one because it gives me a lot more control to clean my brushes without having to like bend over my entire body into the sink to make sure I'm like cleaning them properly. Another thing I like about it is it's small so I can like, what's the word, store it really easily. I bought this with the e.l.f. cleansing brush soap. It's like in a small little twist off container. Originally, I was gonna try to get the Cinema Secrets one, but it was like $28 and I was like, um, I don't even know if I like particularly will like this method. So I just like bought this for, bought this cleansing pad for about like six-ish dollars. And then the soap was about like $5-ish. So I'm excited to try it. Man. I hate cleaning my makeup brushes. Like I legitimately hate it. That's the number one thing that stands in the way from me. Like actually, what's the word? Making more makeup videos and what have you. Ugh. And like the thing about it is like, I'm very anal about it now, specifically since I like realized that I have more acne prone skin. So I have to make sure that I'm like disinfecting them totally. And um, one of the issues I found with my makeup brush washing was like over shampooing them. When you apply too much soap, it makes it like 10 times harder to like wash out all the soap and suds, which I don't wish on anyone because like, that can like really ruin your brushes. Um, another element is like over soaking them where like it starts to damage the glue at the base of the brush. Okay, so my stomach is growling because I'm really hungry. Um, so there's that and a lot of my brushes are falling apart and it's like affecting me emotionally right now <laughs> because I do not want to like go through the entire process of replacing all of them. But yeah, that's my life right now. My, you know, like honestly, The makeup brush issue is like definitely a first world problem other than the fact that I have some pretty expensive makeup brushes. Um, But with that being said, I'm going to let you know the situation of how I proceed with this. Also, I'm trying to find more storage for my makeup products. I know I have that makeup cart and I love her, but like it just gets kind of hard with all my products in there because like when you squish in too many products, when you go in to pull one product out, like everything falls. So that's another issue. But yeah, enough of that. Um, I'm actually really hungry, so I'm gonna go eat some food. I think I'm gonna make tofu. Who knows? But I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you like the podcast podcast facelift. I love you guys so much, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. But until then, bye!